In a world where two men with nothing better to do start a podcast. Discussing the pop topics of today, tomorrow, but mostly yesterday. Pop 5 Podcast is brought to you by Fear the Gaming Dead and Groovy Dude. And this time, they made business. Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Pop 5 Podcast. I am Groovy Dude. I am Fear the Gaming Dead. And we are here a day late this week to bring to you the topic of the week, which, of course, as you can see, is the top five toys of the 90s. This brought back a lot of good memories going back and thinking about uh, thinking about this list. A lot of uh, lot of nostalgia this week. A lot of stuff I forgot about ever existing. It was a nice trip down memory lane. Yeah, it was definitely nice. And uh, I'm excited to share with you some of the uh, some of the things that we came across this last week. And uh, let's uh, let's let's jump right in as we normally do to our sports talk of the week. Sports. So we had the Bruins play this week. Of course, they uh, they started their second round matchup against the New York Islanders after dispatching the uh, the Washington Capitals in five games. This was a uh, they are now the home team so they have home ice which is nice because the TD garden is back open and fully uh, to full capacity. So they were able to play their first game of the second round to a full house. Where they defeated the Islanders five to two, it was uh, it was great. They they got off to an early lead and held it throughout, which was nice to see. Very encouraging, and uh, uh, we actually had a uh, a hat trick from David Pasternak, his third or fourth career playoff hat trick, which is crazy because he's only been in the league like maybe five years. That's kind of player you hold on to. Yeah, he's something special. I remember when they drafted him and first hearing his name and looking him up and just being excited, being pumped as hell about this kid. He definitely looks like he's he's the real deal. To have, him, to have him on the same team as a former number one pick with uh, Taylor Hall, who is who is definitely playing well as well. It, it's exciting what, what this team is. And uh, they did play their game two last night, which did not go as well. They were down uh, three to one in the third period, came back to tie it, but were unable to, uh, to complete the comeback and did lose in the last, uh, last six minutes or so of overtime uh, due to a breakaway goal off a, uh, a bad pass in the offensive zone by the defense. Bad pass, but Tuka Rask should have had it. No, I do not blame him. Never blame the goalie on a breakaway. Oh, dude, he's prote- you watch that video. He's protecting Again, watching stick high all day. He gets yep. beat stick high. That happens. <laughs> the shootout, the in a shootout, a breakaway, the, 
the the shooter always has the advantage. Yeah, but he didn't even make a special move. Everywhere, everyone knew where he was going. Rask knew where he was going, and he still got beat. It's still, it's not on the goalie in a situation like that. Anyway, the Red Sox are still in second place. They have uh, they've dropped behind Tampa Bay, who just refuse to lose. They're ridiculous. I think they're. 35 and 15 or something at this point it's just it's just ridiculous the uh the celtics are in their first round matchup against the uh the brooklyn nets and it is not looking so good they're down three games to one i am happy they got that one win i think that is all they're going to get uh, i really hope not I'd like i to hope see a little not more too. fight I hate to see the team. I mean, it's it's not even that they played poorly the last game. They were playing good defense. They just the Brooklyn was just unstoppable, and it was a tough game to watch because every shot was going down uh, for the Celtics, pretty much for the for Brooklyn. Just everything was going down, but. <laughs> It was a good game. Right. It was a good game. Got trounced, but who Athens, knows? Man. Who knows? Maybe they'll maybe they'll surprise me and win another game, force a game six. But I really don't think so. I hope, man. Yeah, I'll just take some fight and some hope. All right. So what happened with uh, with AEW this week? They were not on Wednesday night as normal, so I wasn't able to watch them. Yes, they were on, uh, I believe, Friday night this past week. Uh, they have recently started a Friday night show, which runs for about an hour. Um, but the main event this weekend was Double or Nothing. Uh, we had in that, uh, in that card about five title defenses, four of which were retained. Started off the night with Serene D versus Raiho, and uh, that ended up ending with submission, and Deeb retained the title. You had Brian Cage versus Hangman Page. Page defeated Cage via pinfall. Young Bucks versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. A hell of a match as usually. Oh, Moxley is absolutely brilliant. The WWE lost a huge talent there. Happens way too often. And since there's AEW, I love it now. The Young Bucks did defeat Kingston and Moxley via pinfall to retain the tag team titles. Then there was the Casino Battle Royale, which (laughs) basically the winner gets a shot at the championship. And... It came down to three men, Christian, Matt Hardy, and Jungle Boy. Christian backstabbed Matt Hardy, throwing him out of the ring, and that obviously led to his demise as Jungle Boy won the Battle Royale. Woo, video Jungle Boy. Then you had Anthony Agogo versus Cody Rhodes. Rhodes, who defeated him by pinfall. Not the best match of the night, but Zai. Then you had the TNT Championship match where you had Micro versus Lance Archer. Uh, Micro defeated Archer via submission to retain the title. 
like I said, not a lot of changeover. Women's championship, Shahida versus Baker, came down to Baker defeating Shahida via submission. This was the title change where she is now the women's champion. Then the most exciting match, at least by me, Sting, Darby Allen, uh, Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page faced off, where Sting and Allen defeated Page and Sky by pinfall. Then you had the Omega Pack versus Orange Cassidy for the AEW Championship. An amazing match. Unfortunately, Omega did retain the title, but from all accounts, Orange Cassidy was way over. And things are looking good. I mean, the stuff that man can do with his hands in his pockets is absolutely amazing. I did. I did see the clip of him jumping from the from the ropes to the outside, just in one movement. He flips with his hands in his pockets, rolls over on the ground, and just gets right up. Absolutely amazing, man. He's done entire matches with his hands in his pockets, and you, you would think it would look ridiculous. You would think that it, it would be a, a gimmick or something like that. I mean, it is obviously a gimmick, but it's damn good, and it's still damn good wrestling. Yeah. The final match of the night was the Pinnacle versus the Inner Circle in the Stadium Stampede, where basically both teams beat the hell out of each other throughout the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. Uh, this one, the Inner Circle defeated Pinnacle via pinfall. Uh, had some interesting moments, though. Uh, Jericho breaking into Urban Meyer's office, where he threw a couple footballs, uh, broke a laptop over. Um, I could not see it from the highlight that I saw, but broke a laptop over uh, one, of one of the pinnacles back. Yeah. They've had some street brawls with them, and it's it's been interesting. That one was better than, I have to say, that one I think was better than the last one. But that's the AEW. It was good. Well, It'll continue this Wednesday. <laughs> well, that's good. I think that's all we have for uh, sports on the week. We've got the... Uh... The next uh, Bruins playoff game is uh, Thursday night, so that's exciting. I'm actually off Thursday night this week, which is also our D&D night this week, which means Woo! I'll be able to fully enjoy everything and have some alcoholic beverages with my friend. I almost oh. have my mini painted. There you go. I Hell still haven't yeah. got one yet. I might. Oh, dude, you should, man. Let's see how long Ordland lasts. <laughs> hey man friggin uh jake has been playing ato in my campaign now for like year and a half and he finally got the piece i think uh thursday right after we <laughs> played on wednesday <laughs> well, there you go uh so we're on to our uh entertainment and uh we'll just, what is it entertainment just news of the week i guess just I called it all it into one thing yeah, pop I called news. it that, pop that news. Yep. Uh, early buzz about E3. Um, next obviously. Week. Right? Next week? Uh, I believe it's the 15th. No, it's the 12th through the 15th, if I remember correctly. So Until the end of next week. Just Yeah, just under two weeks away. Uh, obviously, there's mm-hmm. talk of about Far Cry 6, Halo Infinite. Starfield, which is one that I am very much interested in because Bethesda makes great open world games and a spacefaring world. After after a while. After a while. <laughs> when Bethesda games first come out, they're glitchy as hell. But yeah, after a while, they're incredible. They can. I'm hoping, honestly, that it's more closer to Oblivion than Skyrim in some ways, but another day. 
Elder Scrolls Six is obviously hoping I, that that is my number one thing and will forever be my number one holdout. <laughs> well, I, I'm really hoping they actually announce it here. Obviously, they've teased it in the past, but no other information has come out. Right. Uh, then there's talk of Battlefield Six as well as Mass Effect Five. And I mean, right fresh off the new Mass Effect, I'm sure they are all going oh, I... to get another thing out there. Oh, hell yeah, man. I've been playing the hell out of the Legendary series. I'm into the second game now, and I am loving it. Uh, there is another game that I am extremely, extremely excited for, and I think you are too, if not everybody else at the table is, but Dark Alliance. I don't, I'm not enough familiar enough with it yet. Uh, that is the uh, D&D game with uh, Driz Duorden, Wolfcar. Oh, okay. Yep. Uh, it was announced recently that after launch the game will receive an update to make it uh split screen co-op what i what i actually just saw is that uh i don't know how long it's been announced but i guess magic the gathering it has a uh forgotten realms uh series coming out that is going to tell the uh tell the drit story uh it's not going to be like in line with other magic the gathering lore it's going to be its own separate thing but it's just kind of cool that there's going to be the crossover of of drits with with magic as well so well, i'm been, looking forward to that yeah they've been working a lot together uh there's been a lot of crossover and i hear there's going to be more and i mean reading the drits books now oh i could not wait to see that i had not heard of that before so i'm excited i am i am listening to homeland oh finally yeah I did get finally started listening. Good. Let me know when. Let me know when you finish it. Uh, so I I know th- this is my last bit of pop news. I know you probably aren't too big on it, but this in the last week, uh, a very very anticipated, very epic show came out. The one where they all get back together, the friends reunion. Yeah, Erica watched it. Oh, it was fucking amazing, man! I am telling you. If you are a huge fan of Friends, which I'm not, watch watch it because you will laugh, you will cry, you will laugh again, you will leave emotionally scarred, but happy about it in ways, and it'll make you want to watch the show again. The second I finished the reunion, I restarted the series because it, it'll give you a different appreciation for it. I do not want to spoil it for you because there's a bittersweet story in there that'll make make the whole series different for you check it out yeah we'll see well you'd have to watch the whole thing first yeah (laughs) it's 10 seasons man it's It's hilarious as hell (laughs) dude it's hilarious as hell there's not many shows i can watch a thousand times and always laugh at same goes for my wife because getting her to watch something pretty you're pretty easy yeah i've seen the things that make you laugh but after a while i stopped laughing at stuff i mean i could watch family guy having on at this point and no laugh oh, i gotta i gotta go like a I year without watching it i haven't watched that and i don't know how long south park doesn't make me laugh like two episodes of south park make me laugh and that's it dude i've been binge watching two south or three. Park again but i remember how much better the earlier seasons were but yeah the, i mean the, it was I think the movie like came out too early for them. I, I feel like that's it. Cause 
because the um the movie was just so good. The movie is is it might find its way on a list that, that we wind up doing someday. I, I'm sure it will if we do like top five musicals or something. It, it might make it, but always forget that movie is a musical. But I mean that that has some great stories, man. Blame Canada. The song got nominated uh, for what was it? One of the best uh, original soundtracks. Best original song. And uh, Robin Williams sang it at the Oscars. I'll always Parker remember that night. Matt Parker and Trey, St- uh, Trey Stone came, arrived in dresses and Matt supposedly. Stone, Trey yep. God damn it. I got him backwards. And supposedly high on LSD. Well, of course. Sounds like a tripping good time. I can't blame them at all. It does not seem like their kind of place, so why not have some fun with it? Yeah. Uh, in other uh, other kind of podcast news, if if you're listening or looking to listen to other podcasts, uh, their guests this week uh, have been uh, have been really good. This I just listened to Conan O'Brien needs a friend, and his guest this week was uh, Barack Obama, and. Nice. It's nice because they don't really talk like they're not talking politics per se. They're talking experiences, which is yeah. which is different. And and I really like that. And I didn't know that they were like they were at Harvard around the same time. I, I didn't even realize that. But you think about it. Yeah, they're about the same age. Of course, they went to Harvard at the same time. Yeah, you never really I mean, think about that stuff. Right. I mean, they're, they're in completely different groups, obviously. You've got the Harvard Law and the uh, the Lampoon, completely different sides of the uh, spectrum there, but... Eh, both ended up pretty successful. Exactly. So you have any uh, other news, sir, before we get to the oh, uh, if you tip ha- of the week and the topic? If you haven't been watching it, it just came to an end this last week. There's a seven part, seven episode miniseries on HBO, The Mayor of Easttown. I know I'm probably late to this. If other people, uh, if you haven't heard about it by now, you should have. It is incredible. The it's a small town in eastern Pennsylvania. They all have these Delaware County accents. Kate Winslet is the star. She plays this detective in that small town where uh, a girl has gone missing from a year before. Uh, a girl is murdered in the first episode and she has to solve it. And it's a real, real great character uh, study. And uh, it the 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 relationships between everybody in town they they all know each other they all are friends they're all family it's the way it touches everybody in the town and the way it wraps up every little thing in the show has a purpose like there's no there's no episodes that they take off like there's no filler episodes like you'll get with some shows on like like stranger things you gotta admit that that episode where 11 goes and finds like the other family and stuff that everybody agrees is like the worst episode of the show. There was no need for that episode. There's, there's not a single episode like that in this show. It just came to an end. Seven episodes. Can't recommend it enough. It is going to win all the awards and it should. If you like mysteries, man, there's one on Netflix you should check out. It's uh, called broad church. 
It is uh, that one. David Tennant, Olivia Coleman, Jodie Whittaker. It's a good mystery. There's three seasons, and has two doctors in it. Yeah. So, All right, man. man so... You got to watch more. Who? You got a lot of stuff to watch. <laughs> so. On to the D&D tip of the week. The D&D tip of the week this week is adjusting rules and stats. Obviously, in 5e, dexterity, charisma are very much your powerhouse stats. And it leaves intelligence, strength often as your dump stat, occasionally constitution. As a DM, you got to be kind of loose with that. you got to be willing to work with the rules the player wants to play a strength-based character, let him use strength for intimidation if that's how he depend if that's how he decides to go about it. Stuff like that. Hell, I, I thought of this one earlier. If you you know up for just kind of going crazy, you could always switch up barbarian. So instead of constitution and decks for AC, you could do constitution and strength. It might be a little OP, but uh, I guess it depends on how far your DM is willing to go or what he's throwing at you. But I mean, you, you just got to be a little loose with it. Sometimes you got to go on the fly and you got to give people more options because it really opens up what kind of classes they're willing to play. And it, it, you know, just makes it a bit more fun. Not everybody's playing a rogue, a monk. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely good, good advice and good, a good point. As someone who hasn't been a DM yet, really, for a full campaign, I've only done it a couple times. Uh, it's these are definitely points that I'm taking down. It's fun, man. I definitely as I would do a man as soon as you get the chance. I've it, I've started I've started brewing something in my head. I'm, I'm going to start like writing things down in my my long. The problem is work has just been so busy lately. I, I oh yeah this, this last month I so I sent over six thousand emails which is ridiculous. I should not be sending that many emails. I work overnight. I work overnight. I shouldn't be sending that many, but it happens. It does. And it takes I'm, a lot of work, Ben. You might want to run a module first. Yeah. <laughs> In that case. But I, I, I started developing a world uh, a couple years ago. I need to get back to it. It, it was, it was a simple land simple story but i feel like it has a lot of potential see that's where my campaign came from it was something i was working on for separate story chance to dm came up and i went screw it i got a world let's see how it goes and a year and a half later it's still going and i mean i just hope at the end of my campaign everybody is just walking around saying bring out today I think that would be a, a fitting ending. Considering my next campaign is supposed to take place 50 years after this current one, is that's what the plan is. Oh, yeah. I really hope that's not the ending. It's going to be a very campaign the second time around. <laughs> right. All righty. Well, let's go ahead and get into our topic of the week. I don't know. That just seemed fun. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we are on to our top five toys of the 90s. As product of the 90s, this was perfect for us. 
Uh, I was born in 87. So pretty much the entire nineties were, were a game for me uh, along this. So let's go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. Why don't we go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and start with, uh, with number five. I didn't mean to catch you after taking that bite of cookie. I think that was, but uh, man, look at the size of this one. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's the chocolate you were talking about, that five-pound chocolate? Yep. There's yep. four more bags of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Yes. On to number five. This was a toy that, at least where I grew up, was extremely popular, was extremely anticipated. Mm-hmm. And to my knowledge, I ended up being the only one that ended up getting it. <laughs> oh, it was right when Jurassic Park 2 came out. It is the Lost World of Jurassic Park Mobile Command Center trailers. It came tra- with so Okay. Yeah. It, it came with both trailers from the movie. Uh it came with electronics, the lights worked. Uh many detachable parts. It even came with uh, the baby T-Rex, the broken leg part. I remember as, this uh, now. as well as uh Malcolm's daughter there. Uh, unfortunately, I do not recall the name off the top of my head. I it's not the most recent one I've seen. No, but it was a good it was a good combination. Even came with a set of fence. Uh, kind of, it's sort of attempted like a high hide kind of thing that's got a bit of a gun on it. And my favorite part was the fact that the windshield could be torn out just like in the movie. Yeah, I, I do it, remember this. It was a friggin' cool toy, man. Uh, wish I still had it. But oh, out of out of my childhood, I remember that one being the one I one of the ones I wanted the most. Yep. Way too expensive now. <laughs> no, I yeah, I remember you having that. That was that's definitely one of those one of those toys that uh, that came out in what ninety eight or so. I want to say ninety eight. Yeah, ninety seven, ninety eight. Oh, the movie ninety seven. Yeah. Okay. So the movie's ninety. So yeah, likely came out ninety seven, ninety eight. So yeah, that, that hit you at the perfect time. I'm seven or eight years old. So yeah, Jurassic a toy like that Park. is gonna be the the envy See, of everyone on the block. I remember being a kid dreaming of one day being a paleontologist. See? Not too late. dream. <laughs> That's very true. My other dream was being a second baseman in baseball. That one's probably too late. Yes, that one is. Ain't gonna breed Brandon Whedon that shit. No. Your number five, sir. My number five were the uh, ever popular and actually controversial for a little while, the Beanie Babies. <laughs> so, no, they, yeah, there was a craze. Definitely. Oh, def, definite craze uh, right in the, the mid 90s or so. They picked up in popularity out of nowhere. Uh, I I remember seeing them growing up like as like in the stores and just thinking oh yeah all right that's a that's a little toy all right funny but, man they talked about like you just find them in like the little bins like fifty of them so just stacked on top of each other <laughs> right and I mean th- these were launched in ninety three in the U S and they were they were nine original ones. Uh, it was Legs the Frog, Squealer the Pig, Spot the Dog, Flash the Dolphin, Splash the Whale, Chocolate the Moose, 
Patty the platypus, Brownie the bear, and Pinchers the lobster. No cat. Oh my God. Pinchers the lobster was one of the original? With some tag errors of punchers. Yes. Fuck. I own that. God. Oh, yeah. I had, I need, as I soon had as you're building a time machine, I'm going to go back and stop my mom from throwing all this shit out. God I actually, damn it. I actually <laughs> had most of these. Like I, I remember the moose, Chuggle the moose, Patty Platypus, Flash the dog. Yeah. Legs the frog definitely had that one. They had some interesting stuff because at one point they even made a Princess Diana beanie baby. And I have, I have one. Uh, that was like, this was back when they were selling for like 180, 200 bucks a piece, which is ridiculous. But I, uh, I entered a raffle at a local store and wound up winning it. So I've got the, one of the original princess bears at my parents' house. Uh, you and your parents have not always had luck with gambling and lotteries and well, some drawings for the first time. They, that's how they get you. Get you hooked. Give give you a little taste, and you can come back for more. Exactly. No, I mean some of these are still worth a lot of money if if you can find them in 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 good condition. The tags and everything have to be intact. Uh, I remember my first one. I actually got on my first trip to Canada. Was uh, we were on a bowling league that would take uh, annual trips up to Canada for a tournament. Always interesting. Uh, the very first one that I went on was to uh, New Brunswick. We went to Fredericton as opposed to Nova Scotia, where we would eventually start going all the time. But I did not know when any place before that. It was, yeah, my very first trip, and I believe it had gone there for a few years beforehand, before then, was to, uh, was to New Brunswick. And I got the first... Uh, my first Beanie Baby up there, it was Rocky the Raccoon. <laughs> so yeah, that is my number five. And uh, moving on to my number four, this one was very popular uh, in the uh, early to mid-90s. Uh, apparently, definitely not something that originated in the 90s. Uh it's such a simple, simple concept, simple game that it's been around for uh, decades, hundreds of years, maybe. Uh, this is, of course, Pogs or <laughs> Milk Caps, as they were also called. Uh, I was thinking about this earlier today. They are basically like they were like the pop socket of the past. If if there was a company that wanted their logo on something, it was Pogs. They would right. put it on everything. Oh, yeah. But I like I mostly remember like the little eight balls and and you would get the uh, like the the wizards or, or the the devil that would just be that would just kind of stand there with his hand out and they had some fierce looking ones too and then of course they they had the risque ones with the uh, with the with like girls in bikinis and stuff like that and like oh always wanted to get those but had to hide them from your parents because. I mean, it's the mid '90s. It's like, oh, this gotta hide that. Yeah, you could uh, have candy cigarettes, <laughs> right? But apparently, so I didn't realize this that pog it, it originates from the like the juice pog pog juice passion fruit huh. orange and guava because it was very popular in Hawaii, and they would play with the uh, juice caps. Oh shit! Yeah. 
so that's how that came around. And of course, I mean, the, the idea of it was really simple. You would put the pogs in the center. You could bet with your friends if you wanted to and make it really interesting. And you would face them all down. Then you'd take your slammer, which was oh, the, either the metal slammer or a heavy plastic one. You always, you always wanted the metal one. But you would take I the know slammer. I had like a half an inch thick one. Oh, they were ridiculous. <laughs> and there were like no rules on the slammers either. You're like, oh, whatever you got. You could grab a brick, I bet. And as long as you could throw it down on top, you're like, there you go. That's my slammer. <laughs> All I do is just slam that on top. And then whichever one's flipped over, uh, you would win. And then there were like mini games too like oh if you flip a an eight ball you get all of their black ones or something and it was it was ridiculous Dif- different rules like that it, it, real funny funny to look back and think of how the simplicity of it and how you would go crazy for them i remember getting a box of a thousand of them for like 20 bucks from sam's and being excited as hell <laughs> I remember sitting on the stoop you come with those, those tubes with remember the tubes they would come in like oh like my god yes thing. but then you that's how my friends would like, set them up you literally just boom pull the tube yeah. up you can get like <laughs> like three foot tall ones too like just to show how many you got like, yeah look how many i got a uh, dude somebody's still gotta have a hold of those we gotta find some right <laughs> they're probably they're probably somewhere in my parents house <laughs> there you go i was thinking ebay just need, just need to go on it go on a uh I don't know. One month adventure. Yeah. Just go looking <laughs> through my parents' house to find what's in there. We shall return. If you do not see us in three, 10 days, send yeah. somebody. <laughs> All right. What's your number four? My number four uh, comes from one of my favorite movies. And they didn't really, st- I mean, uh, it was, uh, it's Star Another Wars movie. Micro Machines Action Fleet. Basically, they had all the Star Wars ships. They were usually about f- maybe five, six inches long, if I remember correctly. Came with a minifigure that was Navy, like like three quarters of an inch, usually bent at the waist, could fit in the cockpit. Okay. And yeah. I mean, you're talking about they had the A-Wings, which you get Rebel Pilots, CPO, uh, C-3PO. Wow. I mean, they, they had really all the great characters. I mean, you had Lando, you had Admiral Akbar, uh, Princess Leia. Mon Mothra. It's a trap. They even got Jabba. You could get the sail barge. I actually never could find that one. But I mean, sail barge. that'd be a fun one to have. And it was very interesting because obviously this was still at the time where what's now considered legend was canon. So you had stuff like, you know, the B-Wing, which I believe is now canon anyway. So did but, this come out right after the re-release? Uh, these came out. Let me see when I'd guess 97 because that's when they did the re release. Hmm. Hey, speaking of Star Wars, see what uh recently pulled out of the box. My little I had a hard I had a hard time even finding those. I don't know if I could look, but I'm gonna guess that you're probably right on with that about 97 because that's when most did begin to come out. Yeah, that was the big resurgence of Star Wars, I feel. And shortly after that, Lego Star Wars had stuff. Ah. Yep. Why didn't oh, that man. end up on my list? Fuck me. Well, did you have any? 
Let, no, but I wanted them all. Well, exactly. <laughs> this is all stuff you had. Well, I mean, the next one, I, I'm going to spoiler alert for my next one. I didn't own the next one. Kind of micro machine, so at least there's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. On to my number three, which, um, I mean, was a fucking whole. These, these things were a whole blast. You could do everything with them. They came in a whole bunch of different ways, different styles. These are Nerf. Anything Nerf, I love Nerf from guns to footballs. Oh my I god! Mean, Back in the nineties, they used to have a thing. I don't know if they still have it today. I'll have a kid soon who will probably be watching more <laughs> toy commercials, so I'll let you know in a few years. It's updated, but uh, the Nerf Vortex football, which didn't matter how the hell you threw it, you looked like I'm going to say Drew Bledsoe because it is about that time, or Navy Elway, or Marino. I think, I think they used John from. Elway because he would like throw it out of the uh, the football stadium. You remember that? He would, he would throw it out of Den, like whatever Mile High Stadium. I could throw it out of Mile High Stadium with how thin the air is. No, that's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, oh, dude, this thing, it literally made you feel like an NFL player because no matter how you threw it, it was always a perfect spiral. You could throw it way further than an actual football. I had and so much whistle. fun with my friends. Oh, yeah, the whistle. That oh. whistle, I can still hear that whistle. Oh, seriously, me and my, we used to do football out in the middle of the friggin' cul-de-sac. Not the smartest area to do tackle football, but we had fun. <laughs> I remember coming down one Thanksgiving and playing at the uh, playing at the school with you on Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey, we got some good games. That's actually where I broke my arm one time playing football. <laughs> yep, yep. I remember that. I wasn't there for it, but I remember that. <laughs> that was a nice surprise, though. I had no idea you guys were coming down. All of a sudden, like <laughs> I'm laying in the dirt after getting tackled, and I just hear your voice, and it was like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, i mean the nerf guns as well i mean i still have who, a bunch who didn't right who didn't have a nerf war they had nerf sniper rifles they had nerf bow and arrows they had nerf crossbows i have go back to the 90s <laughs> i have the Fortnite nerf grenade or rocket launcher it's in my Ooh. it's in my trunk right now actually i've got the magnum too i'm trying to collect all the Fortnite guns <laughs> nice so uh, they, birthday idea Fortnite mm, nerf guns there you go all right <laughs> now christmas idea here for you that this wasn't in the 2000 but uh the end strike came with like the missiles uh it, it was basically like a six in one gun yeah <laughs> oh yeah all right sir what is your number three my number three as previously stated i did not own this console uh, oh wait, whoa, 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 but you just gave me crap about not owning something, did you not? Hey, again, no. this is different. <laughs> this is different. No, no, no. I give you crap because you didn't put them on the list. Oh, okay. so you said, Fair oh, enough. I should have said, I should have said Legos. Like, well, you didn't own those. See, I put this on the list. I didn't own it. This is a Nintendo sixty-four. Ah, uh, good days, good days. But I do remember playing it at the stores when it first came out. There was a uh, there was a service merchandise in town where I lived, and w the family would go there for I I don't even know what we were going there for, but I just remember I would go to the electronics and I would stay there the entire time because I would play Mario sixty four because that was one of my only chances to play it. Uh, 
all the systems set up for you to test and everything like that. Exactly. The setup it had the the system set up the little TV and yep. it's a me, a Mario. It, it was the launched in 96. So I was uh I was nine at the time. When did it come out in America? Let's see. Uh I believe it was 96, 97. A lot of these 96 in North America. Yeah. So it was September 29th, so I was nine. Yep, I was nine when yeah. it came out. Came out just in time for Christmas. Yeah, oh, of course. Nintendo always always does that. PlayStation but came out around the same time. My uh, my good friend, my best friend, Jake, he did have the N64. So, of course, anytime I was at his house, we were playing it. He still has it, the original one as well as all the games that he had for it, which is incredible. Uh, our favorite ones to play at the time were, of course, GoldenEye, like everyone, but Perfect Dark. Perfect Dark was the one we liked more than GoldenEye. Yes, yes. And mostly because of the little secrets he would find because he owned it. So he would play it all the time. So I would come over and I'd get I'd get some kills in there, but... He knew all the little spots to go, <laughs> the right guns to use, and just would would pick me off, and it drove me crazy. But I never really thought of it. Like, yeah, he owns it. Of course, it's going to be so much better at it than I am. But oh well. Yeah, that was a uh, great system, man. And of course, WrestleMania two thousand. Oh. We also played a game we probably shouldn't have, which was Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Which, looking back on it, is a very mature game. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't think, looking at uh, you know who the who the star of the game is, little furry dude. But no, yeah, no, very, very. <laughs> that was I am a- sure there are some kids that got a good shock as well as their parents when they first played that game. I mean, it's rated M, guys. Come on, you gotta, you gotta know. <laughs> oh please. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they I know. blame I, video games for violence. I, as a former GameStop employee, I can attest to telling people so many times what games were and just having them, oh, that's fine. <laughs> like Saints Row 3, for one. Like I remember telling people, you can literally create a character and have their weapon be a giant dildo. And you can walk around with this giant purple dildo beating people with it. Do you really want your seven-year-old playing this? See, what would happen to me is I would ask for a game for Christmas. Someone would go out. They would find, like, I would ask for, like, Mortal Kombat 3. I would end up getting, like, more about one because they would go in and just be like, oh, this is the cheaper one. What's the difference? I'll just take this mm-hmm. one. It's like, there's a reason I gave you a list. Right, exactly. <laughs> like, just that. hand the list to this. the employee and let them get the shit. <laughs> so, yeah. On to my number two which was highly sought after, released also in November of 96. Well, it was released in uh, in Japan in 96. The rest of the world, it was in May of 97. This is the Tamagotchi, or Tamaguchi, <laughs> as I used to call it. Uh, so apparently this is a portmanteau combining the two Japanese words of Tamago, which is egg, and Uchi, which is watch. So watch an egg pretty much is what you do. Uh, and yeah, it's a little 
little like keychain thing that that was electronically shaped like an egg about that big and it had this little screen on it with three buttons no instructions on what the buttons did or anything you just kind of had to figure it out and you would raise an egg of this alien life form (laughs) until it hatched and then it would grow and then eventually it would die well, so, you'd have to clean up its poop and everything. Oh, exactly. Try to keep In it between healthy. then, you have to you have to feed it. You have to give it medicine. You have to clean it, play yeah, with it. Yeah, it grew for a while. Oh, yeah. I forgot right. you got to play with the damn thing. Oh, yeah. I got to gotta... say, though, if they market that over here as Egg Watch, I think it still would have been just as popular. Oh, probably. It was... <laughs> uh, I remember... Like, you always wanted to get the clear one. Because the clear one was cool because you could see right through it. You could see all the parts and everything in it. But you could never find it. What's that? <laughs> clear things were a very big trend in the 90s. You had clear phones. Mm-hmm. Clear, clear TVs, Game Boys. Clear computers. Oh, yeah. God, the old clear computer monitors. Yeah. Half the kids today probably never <laughs> even seen a desktop. <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, I, I had several of these growing up because uh, you would lose them because they're so damn small and you're a kid and of course that's what they wanted they wanted you to lose them uh, we were up camping one summer uh, Danny was actually uh, with us on this trip and stopped for breakfast before going to Storyland for the day and I wound up leaving it at the restaurant that, that we went to we were just freaking out all day like I want it back I'm never going to get it back but we were able to stop there on the way back to the campsite from Storyland, and they still had it. But it was not long after we recovered it that it did succumb to to its uh, stinkiness, I guess. It was, uh, it was, uh, the screen was full of poops, which, uh, which I had to clean, and I just wasn't able to save them. Yeah, there was, there was no pixel that was not shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was a shitty situation. Indeed. You had a shit luck with it. <laughs> All right. What do you got? Number two. Uh, my number two is the Super Nintendo. Um, yes. One of the greatest systems ever. It was the first system I ever owned. It had amazing games, which is really what made the thing. I mean, it basically went up against Sega. Both of them were amazing. Worked out for me because... Okay, oh, no, no, sorry. I don't, you keep going. You, I don't want to interrupt your introduction. I was gonna say, my friend had Sega. Luckily, I mean, I could get the Nintendo. And I mean, talking about games like Star Fox, Mario Kart, Mortal Kombat, the Star Wars games, which were some of the hardest you could ever find. Zombies Ate My Neighbors, which I've talked about before. Amazing game if you're gonna ever find it. NBA Jam and anything by Disney. A lot oh, of yeah. Disney games back then, and none of them were easy. Nowadays, it's all childish stuff. So that you had the Super Nintendo, and I had the Sega. Yep. And I had Top Gear as well. I brought oh, I brought this thing down to the Cape a while. That was always good fun down there. But yeah, oh, yeah. I remember uh, was it one, I spent, a, as a child, I spent a week in the hospital one time because I had a kidney stone. But they were, I, I don't know why I spent a week from in the hospital with that i think they refused to believe it was a kidney stone and literally tested me from everything else like from uh, god i don't know what fucking appendicitis appendicitis cancer pretty much anything else but a kidney stone because i was like 11 but Mm -hmm. i spent a week in the hospital 
playing nothing but Nintendo because I was the only kid in the child's ward at that time. I've always drank and, too much soda. Yeah, that got worse <laughs> as time went on. Yeah, yeah fucked. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, I've slowed down on soda though. I've stopped drinking a two liter with each meal. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God, I'd probably be dead by now right. or have no teeth. <laughs> But I mean, the, the NES was just, it was, it's one of the classic systems, very simple to use, obviously cartridge setup, but it just had some of the greatest games, a lot of classic games. If you can ever get a simulator for it, it's definitely worth it. If you can ever get a hold of the original thing, never let go. Yeah. Yeah. It, no. uh, anything you I got, actually man, think I, I have one. I used to, man. Like I said, I brought that thing down to the Cape and I didn't see it down there last time. But yeah. I think that's pretty much it when I got to the Super Nintendo, man. If I can ever find another one, I'm going to get it, dude. I mean, that had some of the greatest and most classic games ever. Oh, yeah. I Let me take a look because I, I might be able to help you out. <laughs> uh, can't forget about Duck Hunt 2 where you had the uh, uh, the laser pistol. There were some swings and misses, though, because they also had the Nintendo glove. That, yeah. uh, that kind I remember of wanting one. Bit. Wanting one so badly. I got to say, though, that thing saw probably its most success during uh, featured in Kung Fury uh, by Hacker Man. Probably the most use I think I've ever seen it get, but it was cool. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I uh, just one of those classic systems, man. I will never forget it. Waking up before school, playing with friends. We're really ending this in uh, with a. uh an onslaught of systems because here we go what what is your number one my number one is my second system i chose this over n64 which luckily my friend who had the sega went for n64 so i ended up getting the playstation now known as playstation one um oh my god my neighbor had this i played it at his uh at his house which is what made me want it desperately i don't remember what the name of the game was at the time but basically you could choose like a bike uh skateboard rollerblades or i think there was one other one in there you were racing down a hill and you could punch you could kick it whoever the hell was next to you try to win the race i don't remember the name of the game but i gotta look that one up later yeah right i mean the only other one oh wait actually oh no that was a playstation 2 game downhill domination yeah that's a fun one well i remember jet moto you remember Jet Moto? Oh, Jet Moto was one of the greatest games for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. That had some crazy stuff. Final man, Fantasy for... Seven, Metal See, Gear never... Solid. Oh, I love Metal Gear Solid. I never played much of the Final Fantasy though. Siphon Filter. It was also one of the earliest Spider-Man games came out for this, and yep, for being that, that old one. of a system, badass game. You also have uh, the Tony Hawk series if you're a fan of skateboarding. Oh yeah. Uh, Underground is my favorite. Crash Bandicoot. Pro Skater 2 all day. Uh, See, I like the Underground, man. You could do so much customization, but honestly, any of them were great. 2 is probably my favorite out of the regular series. I just remember getting all the hacks and getting Spider-Man and putting on like moon mode and having no gravity, perfect mode. Uh, I forgot having the disco lights on. Oh, yeah. God damn, man. I completely forgot that you could unlock Spider-Man in that game. Oh, yeah. Ah, 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of the freaking games that have been remade recently came off of this uh, came off of the system, and they're definitely worth a try if you never play the original. And hell, if you want to go back, play the original and get an emulator. Right, a lot of it's fun. I used to own Resident Evil too. Game scared the shit out of me. Yep. The last oh, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, but that, was, that is definitely a, a worthy number one, and and I had one as well. Uh, I think the only thing that uh, that kind of brings it down a notch or two has nothing to do with the system itself, but just how good the PlayStation Two was. Oh, yeah. the PlayStation Two comes out after and just completely knocks the PlayStation out of the park. It's got everything you wanted. It's got a DVD player, and the uh, the the controllers for it are such an upgrade as well that you forget oh. how good the PlayStation was because of how great the PlayStation Two. Yeah, PlayStation Two is one of the first ones to have the wireless controllers. Yep, I don't even think Xbox had them. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, yeah. You uh, could get the. You could get the the little things you would plug in and yeah i remember having that because my my brother got the xbox so ah see i I never got an xbox until like 10 years after it came out Mm -hmm. playstation won that battle and i went playstation 3 afterward and then then i jumped to xbox (laughs) (laughs) all right so my number one is also a console but this is a handheld console that came out in uh, 98 this right before christmas so i remember getting this christmas morning 98 i'm 11 years old and i was not expecting this i i truly was not this is the game boy color i had asked for the game boy pocket honestly i i thought that was going to be easier to get I wasn't like, oh, this is brand new. I'm not expecting the brand new thing. Give me the last gen. But I got the color. It was the solid purple. It came out in the solid purple and the the atomic purple, which was like clear. Uh, Like we were talking about earlier, that clear Game Boy. I still Uh, have mine around here. There you go. Yeah, 98 is when it came out. I don't know if they're worth anything now, but. I got a really funny story for I mean, that man. I've got I've got my my Game Boy Advance SP. Oh, I still got one of those too, man. I never got rid of most of that stuff. But yeah, I got a really funny story in, uh, involving the Game Boy. Uh, so I also asked for that for Christmas, and I asked for it a lot throughout mm-hmm. like the entire time that it was due out. Christmas Day, I open up everything that seems to be Game Boy size. And no Game Boy. Kind of disappointing, but there was a huge box left. And obviously, like, stole a whole bunch of stuff. So, I mean, excited, but, you know, kind of that downward. Open up the big box, smaller box. Open up that box, Mm -hmm. another smaller box. My mom literally, every time I asked for, put a bigger box around the Game Boy box. I had to go (laughs) through, like, 14 or 15 boxes before it was finally, like, what the hell is actually Boom! yeah and what was your first game oh it was was, i got i got one game with it when i when i was given the the system this is one of my favorite parts when you think back to game boy color my first game was pokemon blue and the version of color 
was basically the screen was just tinted blue like that. Yep. That was the Game Boy Color. The, the very <laughs> opening of the of the thing like had a star that was that would flash across the screen and it had like three different colors in it. But also, if you in that beginning part where the uh, Pokemon are like doing their showdown, if you hit the different but the directional buttons, it would change the tint. Oh, that was a surprise little thing. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Pokemon Blue was also my first one, uh, and of course, talking like we did last week, Bulbasaur was my first guy, and I actually named him Dude. So, right from the beginning. Uh, was my was my dude. See, and I was so happy when Pokemon Yellow came out. You could have the you could have Pikachu following you. That's what I got. <laughs> that was in your system. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I'm yep. gonna have to find mine later. God damn it! <laughs> I, I mean, I this isn't my original. I I, I got that from a local game shop. I also yeah. have. Uh, where is it? Oh, it's over here. It is. I cannot read there that. Yu Yu nope. Hakusho Tournament Tactics. Never played it. No, I haven't really either. I got it because it's a Yu Yu Hakusho game, and I haven't really gotten into it yet because I've been playing Pokemon. <laughs> See, now I want to play Pokemon, but the other half of my brain is yelling, finish Mass Effect first. Right, exactly. <laughs> it's like, damn it, should probably finish something before i start something else for once <laughs> so yeah th- this game was was a huge part of uh of my childhood so i was 11 when it came out and i remember seeing kids on the bus that, that were playing pokemon and being incredibly jealous like oh i just want to play it so badly like can i just can i just see your, your game boy for a second no it was the first they, time they, they would like, never take games out of the house right <laughs> Well, that, and it was, it was never, I mean, after I got my own, I completely understood not wanting to let somebody else play it. They're like, no, it, it's mine. I want to play it. <laughs> what, now, I'm sure you remember this. And this was a thing with both the Game Boy, the Game Boy Color and the Game Boy Advance, because it wasn't until the SP that they fixed this or added this to it. Do you remember driving late at night around in the car? You'd had the light plugged into the oh, adapter yeah. on top, and it, it's just bright enough for you to be able to see. And if you didn't see, have didn't that, ha- you're... I didn't have you didn't, the light adapter. See, I had to get that after a while, because like my family always liked going for car rides like later mm-hmm. at night and stuff. So it's like you're either like sitting there by the window, street light comes by, yep. okay, I could do that. That was exactly what I was doing. Playing by the street light. <laughs> In Christmas, it was like, I want the light. <laughs> I tried, uh, was it, I like, would try to turn the, the car light on, but it was always, it's illegal to drive with the car light on. No, it's not. Well, now For anyone that know doesn't that. know that, no, it's not. It is not illegal to drive with your light on. <laughs> what are your kids? And anytime that you ask for fast food and they tell you that the restaurant is closed and those people are just workers inside, do not believe yeah. them. <laughs> no, well, they're just workers inside. No, it's not. <laughs> my parents-in-law used to do that to my wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man, that was a good list, right. man. You got yep. anything else with it? No, and you know what? Just looking back at this too, the introductory price. How much do you think the Game Boy Color cost the day it was released? Oh, if I want to go, let's by... see. And remember, November nineteen ninety-eight. 
see this is the thing like if i go by like the idea of the way like my parents and everything were acting by it i want to say it's like got to be a buck 50 200 but i want to say in reality maybe 75 80 69.99 so it costs as much as a video game does today even though you buy the video game digitally yep and the interesting let's think how much was did pokemon cost when it was really did it have that oh, price here i i believe uh game boy color games if i remember correctly were 30 bucks is that what they were i believe because now they're like 40 50 so, it's a to- so a total of 100 right there for the game and the console easy christmas but then again and i mean you know, that's 98 wage, yeah minimum wage was a little less back then hasn't was changed it? much sadly I think I it was think seven it's, bucks. Now it's seven fifty. I think it was seven. <laughs> no, it's seven twenty-five. <laughs> is it seven twenty-five? Yeah. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ, man! People move out of those shit states. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So yeah, those are our top five toys of the nineties. Let's figure out what our next category is going to be. All right, sir. Roll that D six. Well, what are the categories? Because I actually have uh, I have a real D6 here. I'm going to roll. We got best summer foods, best Disney villains, best bad movies, best Tarantino characters, top Simpsons episodes, and then worst movies everyone loves. Okay. Well, I've got real dice here. We're going to roll it. B6. Please B6. It is four. That is best Tarantino characters. Oh, yes. And you're waiting a little while for that one. Oh, I'm excited as hell for this. This is going to be a tough one for me. Oh, boy. This won't be as Only hard pick for me. five? Oh, man. There'll be plenty man. of honorable mentions for I you, think... I'm sure. Oh, I think I could pick them all from one movie almost. I, I'm. Oh, this is... This is exciting. Like, do I pick one from each movie, or do I pick a couple? Because, like, right away, I'm thinking Rick Dalton and and Cliff, uh, Cliff Booth. Is they they're both just so damn good. Oh, yeah, that's uh, where your problems gonna come in. I luckily have not seen every single one of his movies, so I know who my picks you have probably are my right movies now. at your apartment. You've yeah. had them for like two years now. Watch them now, then the list is just gonna expand. Wasn't a big fan of Jackie Brown, I gotta be honest. I can't that's one of my favorites. See Jackie Brown, she might be on there. The bride. I don't know why. I don't oh man. Bill was this a little bloody, man. What? Bill, man, a little bit overkill on the blood. You talk that's that's him. I know. That's what a Tarantino movie is. A and overboard that. on the blood. Fuck off with that. Arm open. That's, that's, the like, that's like going to a cartoon. Oh, there's too much animation in this movie. Come on. Too much anim- That might be a little bit of an extension there because I don't remember too much over blood and Django. What? What? Yeah, they exaggerated a little bit, but I mean, it ain't like someone got every time somebody everywhere. every time somebody shot in that movie, it's a blood fountain. Are you kidding me? Yeah, but I mean, it ain't just <laughs> squirting out. I don't know. Seems better to me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you think you're talking about, but this is going to be a good one. Be sure to let us know what you think about this next time. Like and subscribe. 
follow us wherever you're listening to us or watching. We appreciate every one of you. And anything else to say before we finish? I'll take that as a no. All right. We will see you next week.